listeners to Season 5, Episode 11 of Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Shar, and my pronouns are she, they. And I'm Kelly, and my pronouns are they, them. And this week, we're celebrating our 101st episode! Pew, 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 pew. Holy shit, air horn sounds. What are all these dogs running around? <laughs> bark, 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 so many Dalmatians. One of them just looks like it. You know, the xenomorph runs by. <laughs> We've got lists of our favorite movies. We've got horror trivia game. It's it's going to be interactive, y'all. But first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of our first 101 episodes. So we made these drinks to be a Char drink and a Kelly drink. Yay! You go first. So my drink, obviously, mostly just liquor. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched, uh, what's that movie with Ryan uh, Gosling and Steve Carell? Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. So I learned the best from- best movie ever. I learned from that <laughs> to dissolve sugar cubes with bitters. So there's a sugar cube in this. There's Mad Lab orange bitters, as well as- Angostura bitters. I say it Angostura, but yep, I don't actually know. That's probably right. And I put those on the sugar cube, dissolved it, mushed it up into a little paste. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, through ice and a good amount of bourbon, like whatever you want. Honestly, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, slice or uh, get an orange peel and then toast it a bit with a match. Uh, rub that on the rim and then throw that sucker in there and uh, you're good to go. There is a critical piece of information you did not give the audience. What? The ice. Oh, yeah. I wrote pretentiously shaped ice. So it's critical. <laughs> we have big we have big cube ones or I prefer sphere ones, but I don't know where my sphere ice thingy is. I have very sad news for you. What happened? That was left in the freezer of our old place. Was and it? And then they sent a picture of it to me being like, this is $100 to clean. Oh, no. <laughs> so we do not have that anymore. I am so, so sorry. I thought that was one of our cube ones, but I guess I'm wrong. No. Oh, well, I'll get a new one someday. But yeah, yeah. whatever shape you want. <laughs> My drink, a.k.a. the shard drink. I actually had to make do with what we had because, of course, as everybody knows, my favorite liquor is tequila. Tequila! Tequila is my lady. But we didn't have any because I drink it all <laughs> so fast. So instead, I'm using vodka for this drink. So you need a juice of a freshly squeezed lime. You need one ounce of vodka or tequila if you have it. I used a half ounce of peach schnapps, a half ounce of blue curacao, and an egg white with an ice cube. And you just shake it in a cocktail shaker <laughs> until you can't shake anymore. And then you strain it and you enjoy. I chose a glass that was slightly too small for this ratio of ingredients, which then meant that I could be like at a diner and leave the metal cup on the side so that <laughs> when you've had your milkshake, you get second milkshake, mm. except now it's with cocktails. Second cocktail. I mean, I, I could see a um, kind of hipster bar doing that where it's yeah. like the the milkshake cocktail comes in the drink glass and then comes with an extra drink on the side. Mm. Mm. I would like that. Next 101 episodes. How do you like, <laughs> how do you like yours? Mine is good. I do think I put a little bit too much peach in it uh, for the whole lime flavor to come out. I'm kind of doing like a spin off of a margarita based cocktail. Mm. Um, so the peach schnapps were actually stronger coming through than I anticipated. Still good, but very peachy. It kind of dilutes everything else. 
It's not you? peachy keen. <laughs> uh, mine's good. Uh, it burns. It's also That's how you know a Kelly drink is good. <laughs> kind of tastes smoky. You can taste the the almost charcoaled orange on the side. I didn't actually charcoal it, but you can taste the smoke and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just the right amount of bitters and sugar in here. I, I mean, cons- considering I could sit down and just have a glass of straight bourbon, I'm any amount extra. Of you're that really loving it. It's yeah. just gravy. <laughs> Part of the cocktail experience for me, I really like it when things come to the, your table and you go, ooh, like it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And this drink looks awesome. I served it in like a flat, wide dish um, or c- glass. You'll see it on Instagram. Um and the egg whites give it a nice layer on top. But the blue from the blue curacao really vibes in this beverage. Hmm. Mine looks just looks nice. like I should have my kids sitting at the feet of my lazy boy and I should be giving them life advice. <laughs> I also additional fun ingredient you could include in this shard drink would be a plastic ice cube that changes colors. Ooh, We have one. I stole it from a bar <laughs> that we went to. I don't remember if I told that story on this show before. But I don't remember either. Probably. It was a birthday and I got a cocktail from the secret menu and it was color changing and it had a flower in it. And I didn't take the flower, but I did take the color changing ice cube. In our defense, we were drunk. So I mean, I, I would have done that if I was sober, probably. Yeah, I'm also- sorry <laughs> to that bar whose name I will not say. You cannot prove anything. <laughs> the redacted. Thank you so much to our patrons. Without you, this show would not be happening. We are so, so grateful. 101 episodes. We couldn't have done it without you. Woo. Ollie A, Roxanne B, Nicholas G, Diana S, Aiden T, Jacob M, Jackie V, Janet S, Kat K, Let's Represent Podcast, Colleen D, Aubrey L, and Redhead Rebellion. Ooh. Thank you all. We appreciate you. We would never, we would be 50 max and then that'd be it. Yeah. I mean, speaking of patrons also, I was going to save this for the end when we say what we're going to be doing next, but we're talking about Patreon. So if you want to choose what we watch next week, there's going to be a poll on our Patreon, patreon.com slash drink and scream for what we watch. It's two don't movies. And then Mm -hmm. I'll leave the actual titles for the end. So you got to stay. You got to stick around. I was going to sing that. What is that? Don't speak. I know what you say. <laughs> Don't you forget, forget about me. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's between those two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kelly, why don't you dive on in to your top horror movies 2021? I say 2021 because that means like of this year that we are in, not movies that have come out now. But every time I get asked what my favorite horror movie is, it changes on oh, the yeah. day. Full disclosure, this was ones that I thought recently and will 100% change probably after we're finished recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, uh, my first one you're going to hate. So the first category is Slasher. Yep. And I wrote Willie's Wonderland from 2021. Hey, I don't hate it. <laughs> it was enjoyable to watch. It was a Five Nights at Freddy's Slasher, basically, <laughs> with your favorite actor. Hell yes. Uh, do you want to go maybe just back and forth as we go through the categories? Ooh, that that's might a good create idea. some cohesion. Whoa. 
Uh, mine is The Strangers from 2008. So also one that you would hate. Uh, yeah, so perfect. We started out antagonistically with, against each yeah. other. This was one of the first horror movies I ever watched in terms of like, it's horror, sit down and at a party and be scared. And it's really stuck with me. It still scares the crap out of me every time I watch it. <laughs> uh, the next category is Creature Feature. And I can see a bit of a similarity between ours. What? Uh, so mine is Alien from 1979. What is yours? Alien from 1979. Wow. <laughs> I feel like this is one that isn't going to change. Yeah. This is such a strong, classic creature feature. And so feminist. Yes. Which we love here. And I really love Sigourney Weaver. She's so great. It's fun to see her cameo and other things. And it's always in my brain. I'm like, yeah, it's because she did Alien and rocked it. <laughs> That's why. Not because she's just talented. <laughs> it's also one of those movies when you watch it either for the first time or literally whenever you're with friends, it's got a trivia fact that you can point at and be like, did you know they didn't know that the chest bursting was going to happen? Exactly. You are your own scaredy facts. Yeah. All right. The next category is possession slash demons. 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 Um, and mine is The Wailing from 2016. Um, I really like, I've said this multiple times, I like sad men in horror <laughs> sad movies. Dads. Just sad people. Sad men specifically because A, they don't usually get to get presented often, um, but also just like just horrible, horrible feeling to watch movies are good to me. <laughs> and The Wailing makes you feel bad. <laughs> yep. I chose The Wretched. From 2019, mm. which is kind of interesting because it's not really about possession. Well, it is, but you don't really know. It's not like the typical like exorcist or whatever. Um, and I really enjoyed the twist in this film. And Hell I thought yeah. that it was really well paced. It was like something we threw on and then it ended up being fucking amazing this year. Um, and that's from 2019. The Wretched. Nice. I think that's the first one that we haven't actually done for the show in our list. True. Yeah. Wait, Willie's Wonderland. Oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. The first you one was the first one. With, yeah. <laughs> Next category is Haunted House. Ooh. And I chose The Conjuring from 2013. Tell yes. me why. Because um, I love Ed and Lorraine and one of my husbands <laughs> is in that movie. Yeah. And um, it's got that just that classic vibe of a happy family moves into a new house and then possession happens. And then, oh, no. Oh, no. It's demons. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is actually not a house, so I've kind of twisted this category, but I'm making it work. Gunjam Haunted Asylum. Ooh, nice. So, so good. Great scares. Really good pacing. I really enjoyed that film. And genu 2018. Genuinely horrifying. Yes. The next category is psychological. And once again, sad men... Horrible, have a horrible time. Sad men. Uh, the ritual from 2017. Just a whole bunch of sad guys in a forest being tortured by demons, ghosts, uh, God, who knows? Yeah. But it's just a fun time and very like oppressive feeling mm -hmm. and claustrophobic and just great. I love I, it. I had that as my um, birthday movie one year. Ooh. We watched the ritual. Yeah, it was good. Psychological for me, drum roll. Rosemary's <laughs> <laughs> Baby, 1968. Yay. This film 
I was going through our list of episodes that we had done 101 we kind of forget as time goes on uh, and I was reminded season one of Rosemary's Baby that we did and how affected I was by that film it also is something that we watched as like the start of our relationship and it just like sticks with me mm-hmm. I really like that movie I love the the feminism of women not being or like just showcasing how women are never listened to when they go to the doctor yeah Fuck you. Who, nobody knows anything about that. <laughs> uh, the next category is post-apocalypse. Woo! I was thinking in my mind and so many of the post-apocalyptic movies that I like aren't horror because I was like Mad Max, Waterworld. And I was like, those oh, aren't, yeah, those aren't right. horror. So specifically has to be horror. So I wrote 28 Days Later. Which is only 28 days post-apocalypse, but you know, still post. Uh, it's from 2002. It's great. Got... Cillian uh, uh, Murphy. I was going to say Scarecrow. It's got Scarecrow in it. Yeah. You know, it's great. And it's another movie that's just bad things keep happening. Bad just, things. And they don't stop happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I like that one. We did that for the show, too. Yeah. Mine, I mean, I don't think this will be a shocker to literally anyone <laughs> of if you think of Shar and post-apocalypse it's gonna be a quiet place for sure hands down 2018 I really like the second one also so I was dabbling between the two but there's just something about the plot of the first one and the the stakes I find are so high with the birth yeah. and everything um, and I really like the creature design that was slowly revealed so that's a quiet place 2018 nice the next category is comedy. <laughs> I okay, so this for me is technically a horror movie because I watched it so young and the the gruesomeness was horrifying. So I wrote Hot Fuzz from 2007. It's it's a funny, it's a good, and it's edited great and it's got some sick ass kills in it. Bernetto trilogy. I'm going to delete one of my trivia then. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> What's, no. what's yours? No. Go. What's yours? I want to get the question right. <laughs> um, my comedy horror is One Cut of the Dead from 2017. The best part about this film for me was going in with a friend we trusted telling us, just watch it. It'll be great. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, we can't spoil it. If you haven't watched it at this point, I there is no uh, statute of limitations. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so sorry, but the oh, I was gonna say we're never not go- we're never going to spoil it intentionally for there anybody. There we go. Yeah, it's always worth watching. So so good, and it really stuck with me. I love being in the room when people watch it for the first time too. Mm-hmm. So great. Next one, thriller. Uh, wow, totally don't. Da-na-na-na. <laughs> Mine is Parasite from 2019. That's right. (laughs) Hey, it rhymed. Uh, I I mean, most of mine, now that I'm looking at them, except for Willy's Wonderland, are like sad things keep happening and they get much worse. Uh, Parasite is just a great family drama about capitalism and how rich people can eat it. Yeah, buddy. That was a very good film as well. I wish we had seen it sooner. I think it came out, uh, well, 2019, just before the pandemic, and we missed out of seeing it on in, um, I was gonna say in trailers, in theaters. Yeah, it was really good. It was, it was well excellent. worth the hype. My thriller for this list is actually something that I, I 
I don't know. It was hard. I didn't want to not include it on the show. And it was very thriller, less than horror. So I'm glad that I included thriller in this horror list. (laughs) See what I did? (laughs) So this is Run from 2020. I really, really love this movie. The two female leads in it are exceptional. We've got disability representation. Um, Just seeing how the characters interacted with each other and their environment to escape was so cool. I really loved it. Run 2020. It was good. Next category is zombies slash vampires. And this is another one that we watched recently, but not for the show. And it's 30 Days of Night from 2007. Uh, The vampire designs are just really cool. The acting, the story, the the stakes were great. Um, I love me a good small setting where you got to survive. You just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Mine is this was really tough for me. <laughs> I still have two written down and I just can't. I was like, you'll decide in the moment. Whatever. I can't all, decide. It, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> so my two zombie movies are Train to Busan from 2016 and Cargo from 2017. Mm. Both of these. I love zombie movies. Zombie slash post-apocalypse are, is my favorite genre of horror for sure because of the the fact that the main antagonist of the film in these genres is basically other humans. Yeah. And there's just something about the dads in this, in both of these films that are so great. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I love both of them. Can't decide. So They're your, both in your it. thing in horror movies is good dads. And mine is sad. Dads. <laughs> <laughs> sad failure. Dads is my go-to. That's probably because I have a really great dad. That's true. And then people can assume what they want about yours. The good dad in train to Busan was not who you thought it was. No. <laughs> Next category is found footage. Pew, pew. I had to think about this a lot because we did a huge bout of found footage and there's been a lot of bangers. Mm -hmm. So I think rather than try to decide one that we've watched recently, I'm just going to fall back on a classic one that I always love. It's like a warm blanket and uh, some hot chocolate. And that's (laughs) Cloverfield from 2008. Oh, yeah. It's a classic. It's Godzilla. It's great. I love it. So good. My found footage, I'm actually going the opposite route of choosing something that we recently watched. And it's The Visit Mm. from 2015. Yeah, that one was good. I thought I went into it with such low expectations and it actually blew me away with how funny it was, with how I didn't know what was going to happen. There's some creepy ass moments, too. Yes, totally. And I'm just going to save those for you, sweet listener. (laughs) You got to watch The Visit and get surprised. 2015. All right. This ain't bingo because we got two free spaces. (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. Let's do both of them. All right. So my first one is hereditary. Gotta, gotta give a shout out. I don't like, I both couldn't find a category for this because it spans so many genres. Mm -hmm. And also I think that it doesn't fall in a category that I could define it as my favorite of that category. Yeah, I almost put Hereditary in my psychological horror. So I'm I'm glad that you included it on your list. And it's definitely one of those movies that the first time watching was the best and knowing all of the jumps and stuff kind of makes it a little easier to watch. Mm -hmm. So uh, but I had to shout it out because it is one of my favorite horror movies. And my second free space is Wreck from 2007. The original one, um, just because they're essentially the exact same movie. So I got to give it to the OG. Yeah. 
um, and uh, didn't fall quite into my found footage, but it's one of those movies where once it starts, it doesn't let you go until it's done. Mm. And I love me just a roller coaster of a horror movie. Yeah. Nice. My free spaces. I couldn't uh, not include the descent. 2005. Mm. Excellent film. All women. I mean, creature feature, but I had, <laughs> it couldn't do alien, you know, I, so I had to include it somewhere else. So I made a free space for it. And then the other one is The Invisible Man from 2020, which was the last movie we saw before COVID. And I really identified with the main character's plight in that film. Again, I'm always for humans are the real terror. Yeah. Uh, and I thought this was like an excellent, not remake, but you know what I mean? Like they took a, an old classic and, and ran with it. The Invisible Man. 2020. Nice. That's good. Well, that's been our, our favorite movies that we currently like 2021. If you want to send us your list, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at drink underscore scream and let us know what your current favorite horror movies are, because I don't know, they change all the time. You yeah. know, we're always looking for recommendations. So shoot them our way. take a moment to talk about our socials and sponsors. This season of Drinking and Screaming would not be possible without the continued support of Mad Lab Distillery. With us since the very beginning, this distillery is Canadian and we love everything they create. We use their orange bitters in my drink this week. And I use their vodka. Ooh. You can get their amazing products at a private liquor store near you or at madlabdistilling.com. I'm holding out for Evil Amy to send me a backpack. There are two backpacks that she has now. I've already talked about the Scream one, but guess what, y'all? They got a Chucky good guy <gasps> doll backpack. Ooh. It's got, it's yellow. It has the whole branding of like the, the good guy box that it comes in. I think it's super cute. I would love to get one. You can get yours. They ship globally at evilamysterrorshop.com and use code EVIL10, all caps, for 10% off your purchase. Thank you so much to After Dark Distillery for becoming a season sponsor. We've really been enjoying their drinks. Everything that we've used on the show has been incredible, and we've been sneaking a little bit here and there off the air. Uh, we're thrilled to explore their flavored moonshines and other delicious products, and can't wait to showcase more of them on the show. You can get your own at AfterDarkDistillery.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at drink underscore scream, on Facebook at drink and scream, and you can email us at drinkingandscreaming at gmail.com. For more information and to buy some merch, go to drinkingandscreaming.com. We would also love if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser to help more folks find the show. Buddy says it's time to go back to the episode. Meow. And also wishes we made him a drink. <laughs> That's right. We're mixing up our scaredy facts section. We decided it would be fun if Shar and I test each other's knowledge of horror movies uh, in this little trivia section. Uh, you can join along. We'll leave a space between the question and the answer. So you got some time to pause and think of it or Google it or whatever. We don't we don't care. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Um, are you are you ready for me to test your trivia knowledge? <gasps> are you going first? Yeah, I'm okay. going first. I'm on the spot. Oh, God. So I uh, I didn't make them too, too hard. There's nothing that's going to be like in the 
1972 classic who's the director that was replaced by so-and-so or something like that mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty above board horror movie trivia it's just for fun funsies and uh everyone gets to play along so my first one what are the names of the warren family members bonus if you can name the grandmother featured in the first conjuring that never shows up again <laughs> Oh my God. Starting off with something tough. I mean, Ed and Lorraine, for sure. I don't think I can even name their daughter. Oh no. (laughs) She's in so many of them. I'm like, I don't know. The actress changes a million times. Um, Can I get a first letter? J. Jane. No. (laughs) Josephine. (laughs) I'm going to call that a... uh... Two out of three. All right. No bonus. I mean, unless you want to attempt the grandmother's name. Anna. No. Uh, <laughs> so Ed and Lorraine, you were right. Judy. Oh, is the name of the daughter. Yes. And in not in a million years would you get the grandmother because I didn't even get it. It's Georgiana Moran. Holy fuck. She no shows way. up in the first movie. She's a real ass person because it's based on her real grandmother. Right. But uh, yep, never shows up again. And I'm not even sure if they mention her name in the movie. <laughs> um, Good question. Thanks. That was fun. All right, this one, I I think you could do this one more than I could, so I'm excited. So, there have been 12 actors that have played Jason Voorhees. I want you to name four of them. Holy fuck. Why did you start this off saying, this is going to be easy trivia, and then go with two incredibly hard ones? I don't know, because I'm bad at judging how difficult the trivia question is. The next ones are fine, because you already fucking answered one of them. (laughs) Okay, well, for sure, Kane Hodder. Yes. That's like the Jason. Um... That's all I got. Okay. I can't... You know the actors' names? Uh, no, I'm bad with names. I thought you would get it because you're good with names. Oh, boy. Can you name? Please tell me. I'll give you a hint uh, to see if you can get just one other one. He's in Community. He plays Kick Puncher. Yes, that's the other one that was on the tip of my tongue, but I don't know that actor's name. He was in Swamp Thing, too. Uh, he's a bald man. He's white. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll just name them all, all and you can do that. Right. Yes, I know that one mm-hmm. every time I get one. Uh, so that's Kane Hodder. You got mm-hmm. Ari Leman. Nope. Derek Mears. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That is Swamp Thing guy. Ken Kurzinger. Nope. Ted White. Nope. Warrington Gillette. Nope. Richard Brooker. Nope. Rom Morga. Nope. CJ Graham. Nope. Rim Murkovich. Nope. Dick Wayne. Nope. Steve Dash. Nope. <laughs> oh, we, we watched the trivia or the, the whole documentary on Friday the 13th. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. I just thought you're better with names than I am. So whatever. Please tell us if you guys knew. I'm impressed. Let us know if you were able to list at least four of them. All right. Next one. Hot Fuzz, Shot of the Dead and the World's End are part of what trilogy? The Cornetto Trilogy. Yay. I got one. Maybe I should have put that one first. This next one's also going to be pretty easy now that I think about it. Uh, what are the stages of the Xenomorph's life cycle? Uh, 
Okay. I can probably get this. So it's an egg. Well, chicken or egg. So, you know, make your own decision there. <laughs> but it's in an egg. Then it comes out as a face hugger. Then it attacks somebody's face and inserts another, what one might say is egg in their chest. <laughs> then chest burster comes out, skitters away across the floor. <laughs> then it grows slowly but surely into a full xenomorph. Yay. That's basically it. The queen is the first step, but you were okay. right. You said chicken or egg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Good job. I did it. Yay. Did you do it? Uh, me? I wrote the, the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can now. They heard it. Um, true or false? Samara is the antagonist of Ring- Ringu. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, this is tough. I can't remember the name of the other one that I always mix them up. Um, I'm going to say Sadako. False. Ah, you're right. Good job. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. All right. So, so far that is two out of four, I think. I don't know. Yeah, not, I've gotten two. I'm not keeping track. Finish this statement. All work and no play. Makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> the Shining. Makes Homer something, something. <laughs> All right, this is the biggest part of my trivia. That was I'm a warm up. You're going to need your headphones for this one. Okay, I'm wearing them. I have on this list 10 or so classic <laughs> horror movie theme songs. Ooh. And I'm going to need you to recognize uh, what movie it's from. All right. I'm... Now less sure. I'm like 70% sure now that I ordered these in least to most difficult. I hope that it's not like Friday the 13th one. Yeah, Friday the have, 13th no, it's, four. It's literally just franchise, <laughs> okay. basically. You don't have to be like, oh, that one's from the remake. No. Yeah. All right. All right. Starting off with the first one. Rosemary's baby. Yay. <laughs> Good job. All right. Going on. Th- I'll, I'll mark off how many you get of these ones. Okay. This is like the shiny question. If anyone who listens to our show also watches, um, actually from dropout. Yeah. They, it's, it's rarer, but ultimately gives you the same, uh, points. Yeah. All right. So you got the first one. Here goes. Number two. Oh, Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. <laughs> All right. Two easy ones. We're getting we're getting a little bit harder. Dun, dun, dun. And then dramatically easier after this one. All right, number three. Uh Amityville? Correct. Yeah. A few of these I've jumped uh, to the like most recognizable yeah, part of the song. Yeah. Also, that one gives off some uh, Legend of Zelda vibes a little bit. Mm, in a temple, for <laughs> sure. All right, number four. Oh, Killer Clowns? <laughs> 
<laughs> From outer space. <laughs> I think this is the song that they say killer clowns from outer space, but I intentionally did not go to that part because <laughs> that would have been too easy. All right. Four for four. Going on to number five. This is where I apparently thrive. Yes. Song questions. Uh, that's good. The, the names were a warm up. I got it in like two notes. Yeah, that was good. We'll include longer clips for our listeners for sure. All right. We've got four more. Okay. So this is number six, I believe. Uh, Psycho? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think, okay, this next one you're definitely going to get. And then there's two that are maybe you won't get. Okay. Uh, All right. This is number seven. Sure. Uh, It's like goosebumps, but what is it? Um... I'm going to say Goosebumps. Ooh, we gotcha. That one was The Exorcist. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so well known. And I'm like, it's Goosebumps. <laughs> goosebumps. I mean, I can see that. It's kind of like uh, uh, childish, I guess. I don't yeah. know. All right. This one we never actually watched on the show. That's my only hint. Ooh. Just to make it a little bit easier. Tale of Two Sisters? Close. No, not close. Well, close in the fact that the song kind of sounds similar. Did we watch it recently? Yeah. Um, I'll give you one more guess. I recognize it for sure. I'm not, I don't know. This is Candyman. Oh, yeah. I love that song. So good. Yes. And I did. When we watched it, I was like, wow, great soundtrack. Yeah. So good. Love that movie. We should do that on the show. Definitely. <laughs> um, all right, the last one. Uh, jumping ball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I have a chopping mall question. Ooh. Well, if it's not about the song, then I won't know. Hey, I lied. There's one more. Oh, okay. This is a bonus one. Yeah. This one's for sure. <laughs> the best horror soundtrack ever. <laughs> it's not really, well, I wouldn't really consider that one a classic, but it was a bonus for you. I think it's a classic. Uh, so that was, I believe that was 
I did pretty well there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Out of 10? Out of 10. That's pretty good. good I've job. redeemed myself for those first two. Yeah. Those first two, maybe I should have put near the end, but <laughs> no whatever. Problem. All right. Good job. That was mine. That was so fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start with the chopping mall question that I have because <laughs> okay. we just did that. So Chopping Mall from 1986 was almost released under another name, Killbots. What was the catchphrase the Killbots used after killing their victims? Uh, um. <laughs> I used to say it on the show when we did that episode. Damn it. Um. I don't know. Exterminate from Doctor Who. <laughs> Have a nice day. No. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. In Creep from 2014, Joseph liked to dress up as a creature using a mask from his childhood. What was the creature and what was its name? So the the mask was a wolf. Yeah. And it was something weird like cotton something or uh You're pretty close already. My name is He had a song. Mhm. Uh I want to say like not cotton mouth. It's not that cotton tail. Uh I don't know. I can't remember. Peach fuzz. Peach fuzz. That's it. Fuzz cotton. It's kind of yeah. similar. Similar, yeah. <laughs> Maybe my questions are also hard. We don't know. Hey, listen, we're both <laughs> fake horror fans. It's fine. In Rosemary's Baby, a locket is given to Terry and later Rosemary herself as a good luck charm. What is the malicious herb placed inside? It's like Wolfsbane or something. But mm-hmm. I can't. Um, you actually made a cocktail for Rosemary's baby and you included anise root as a, a substitute for this make-believe herb. Yeah. Is it like mung root or something? Or I can't remember. Yeah, I remember doing that for the drink, but I don't specifically remember what the fake thing was. Mm, it was tannis root. Right. <laughs> That's so, it's a tea, it just added a tea. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Okay, I have two more. One of them I did specifically to be mean to you. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Describe the plot of Sinister in two sentences. Sky. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who aren't aware, Kelly mixes up a bunch of movies, and I'm not going to say them now until after they answer. Okay, but. joke's on you, because I had to look up when I did my Haunted House favorite movie, Right, the difference between Conjuring and Insidious. Sinister is about, he's like a novelist that finds those found footage films that are snuff films in his attic. Yes! Yay! You did it! And then the guy from uh, Slipknot takes his kid i don't know (laughs) (laughs) close enough you got it (laughs) all right last one this is the one that i think might be harder maybe you'll get it in one cut of the dead from 2017 the actor who played the sound technician yamago has a very specific rule in his contract which gets broken the day of filming what rule was it and what happened as a result 
is it that he had to get like purified water? Yeah. And then it makes him shit a lot because he didn't get purified water. Exactly. Did it. You got it. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> that was good. That wasn't too hard. Good. That's it. That's all my cues. Yay. We did pretty good. That I'd, was uh, overall. I think we succeeded. That chopping mall one. I never was going to get. <laughs> oh, man. I was said it so many times. That was a while ago. Have a nice day. It's just in my body. It's so funny. <laughs> I think I ejected most of that movie from my head. What? <laughs> Acting was so bad. Oh, no, it was the gum chewy guy. That's what I hated. Mm, yeah, yeah. I had to fair. save myself from remembering that movie. And it's time for final thoughts. And since this is horror 101, Kelly actually had this idea of doing some advice for horror fans. Kelly, what you got? Yeah. Um, so my advice is for people kind of like us who enjoy, I want I don't want to say like tamer movies, but I would almost like say safer movies. Um, I personally get a lot of like my own self, like what's it called? Uh, the imposter syndrome when I'm like, Oh, I don't want to watch movies like human centipede or mm. cannibal Holocaust and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I would just say like, protect yourself. Everyone's got a limit. Everyone's got safety tools that they built in for themselves. Everyone's got like triggers. And if you don't want to watch those like terrible, gruesome movies that people watch for like endurance tests, you don't have to it's just watch the, the safer movies, find your, find your line and stop there and don't let anyone talk shit about you. Um, and we use uh, Does the Dog Die, which is an app that you can uh, see basically every trigger that could ever exist, more or less. Mm -hmm. And before you watch a movie, you can check it, see if there's a trigger warning in it. Usually it's pretty good at like telling you the time of when it happens or like the extent or the severity of it. And we basically use it before every single movie we watch now, even if it's not a horror movie. Yeah, I see a dog and I just look at Kelly and they know yeah. to look it up. <laughs> if there's like a creepy guy in the movie, I'll immediately pop it up. If there's a, a dog or an animal, I'll pop it up. And uh, it's just really good for like, you don't like, you don't have to like stop watching the movie, but it definitely helps prepare yourself for that moment coming up. Yeah. Um, or if you don't want to watch the movie, that's fine too. Uh, yeah, that's my, that's my general advice for horror movie fans because I, people who don't watch horror movies i hear a lot of that like oh it's just torture porn or it's just like people say that about saw all the time and i'm like it's not i thought that about saw for the longest time yeah um and uh you know just be safe it's supposed to be escapism and fun so exactly yeah. safe scares my advice is actually on the similar line or vein in vein is better because it's scary. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I just want to say that horror can be whatever you want it to be. And you're not less of a horror fan for not seeing the classics or for not seeing whatever it may be like deciding that a movie just isn't for you. I think that the horror fandom is fantastic, but also we get really hard on each other for like, you're not even real horror fan <laughs> if you don't know all the Halloween movies if you don't know four of the actors who played <laughs> Jason <laughs> exactly I still consider myself a horror fan and yeah that was something I struggled with even throughout this 
season or not this season, but making drinking and screaming. I was like, I haven't even seen a lot of the big classics. I, and does that make me less knowledgeable to speak about other horror films as we watch them on the show? And that was like existential crisis for me, (laughs) but it doesn't matter. We got to gatekeep people. Anyone can be a horror fan as soon as they decide they want to be. And then you get to experience movies on your own pace at your own volition. And I think that's great. Yeah, exactly. Also, I realized just now that a better version of that question would have been, is this a guy that played Jason or a guy that played Michael? Oh, and then go back and forth. That would have been fun. Damn. Still, it was okay. I'll do that for 200 and, too. Exactly. Yeah. Hold on. That's <laughs> commitment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been the 101st episode of Drinking and Screaming, a podcast about a couple who can no longer enjoy normal movies. <laughs> Next week, we'll be watching a Patreon voted film. Will it be Don't Breathe from 2016 or Don't Listen from 2020? You decide. And remember, always scream responsibly. Thank you for listening to Drinking and Screaming. Drinking and Screaming is produced and edited by Charlene Bear. Our sound engineer and local designer is Kelly Wright. And it's hosted by, yep, you guessed it, Kelly Wright and Charlene Bear. For bonus episodes, Patreon poll voting privileges, and exclusive rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash drinkandscream. Want a shout out? Review us on Apple Podcasts and we'll read your review live on the show. For more information, check out our website, drinkingandscreaming.com.